Testing. 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 Check one. Check two. Check. Check. All right. I'm looking at the uh, the microphone here. Check one. Check two. Check three. Hold on, everybody. Sorry about the quietness here, uh, dead air. I should have checked my microphone before I started talking. Okay, I should be good. Just got to do a little in-studio check of that. All right. How's everybody doing out there? Live. Wanted to get a live podcast in uh, before the end of July. Well, we're at the end of July. And, uh, yeah, I hope everyone's uh, hanging in there. Can't believe this, you know, we're already more than halfway through the year. It's been moving along pretty steadily. Uh, Got some things, well, some things to talk about, maybe some things not so much to talk about. Uh, I'm not going to talk about (laughs) the biggest story in entertainment that every time I go on YouTube... There it is. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about the blonde-haired barbarian because it's already been covered. It's been covered to death. The blonde-haired uh, cartoon barbarian whom I grew up with uh, when I was a kid, when I was a wee lass, and, well... I'll just tell you my thoughts on He-Man, and it's it's as far as the debacle, and it's oh, I already said the word, damn it. <laughs> I'll just say, yeah, I agree. It's it's not good. You got to have, yeah, you got to have He-Man in it first episode. Uh, well, yeah, you just can't do that. You got. <laughs> I just leave it at that. And um, well, I remember playing with the figures, especially Moss Man. The uh, feel and the texture on the figure. Um, I remember Lockjaw. I didn't have that one. Uh, my friend, uh, good friend of mine, had a lot of the He-Man characters. The only ones I really had, I th- I'm trying to think. I think I had the basic He-Man. I think it was the shield and the sword, which was pretty awesome. And I liked having him, and I had Buzz Off. Which is a pretty weird one, and I th- I think I got Buzz off at school or something. It was maybe it was a gift exchange or something like that, or maybe not. He was a a bee man, muscular torso, but he had claws for hands and a bee face in the wings. But I played with him a whole bunch, you know. I really did. I had a, I had a good time, and. 
life was simpler. Life was simpler. Um, there was another one with the guy that I didn't have. Uh, he had springy legs and he had armor. And he would, Ram Man, I think that was Ram Man. He, he, he could just he could put him down and he would click, he hit a button and he would jump up, hit something. They were pretty creative with those toys. Watching the cartoon, I really appreciate it so much more now than I did then as far as the animation. And yeah, they repeated a lot of uh, uh, movements and everything and the running. <laughs> They're running, coming at you. I had a chance uh, about a couple years ago now to to meet one of the, I think the directors, one of the directors of He-Man, uh, Filmation. And it was pretty neat. The office, he showed the office where he worked at and, and uh, you know, how many different uh, cells they had to go through and, and how long it took and everything and how many how many episodes they ordered I think it, it, it was a lot like Teenage Ninja Turtles is where it was like they had so many episodes that they had to do that they had to use the biggest you know the most shortcuts that they could and uh, to keep themselves from getting you know uh, too behind because they had deadlines because they had to do so many shows Uh, the transformation into He-Man. That was so uh, trippy, I guess, if you will. And so neat. Um, it was a whole process. It, it, it's, it's a different thing to watch that as a, as a kid. It's just, there's a whole, there's a magic to it. And I think this is what people that are older uh, didn't get, you know, whether my brother's age or or whatnot. It's like, yeah, there's some cheesy stuff, but there it's the neat part about it is that you have a guy that's seemingly a normal kind of guy. But I think he was still kind of bulky even before he turns into He-Man. But then he turns into He-Man and it's a big deal. It's like this big it's like uh Hitting puberty times a hundred, <laughs> and it's very, very Thor. You know, Thor for a while there wasn't just Thor. He was, he had an alter ego. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. I think it was Donald Blake or something like that. I could be wrong. But he would he would recite uh, something like a poem by the the hammer's might or something. I have the power of Thor, something along those lines. And he would lightning would come down or whatever, and he would he would be Thor, which they totally didn't do in the Marvel movies, which is interesting. I think they just skipped all that. Uh, it is a chance to tell more story if you do it. The, you know that way but because you had I think one of the reasons that you had like the Hulk Bruce Banner in the conflict of him turning into the Hulk they probably figure well that's too similar to the Hulk let's make him just Thor Thor uh, I do like Thor with the the winged helmet on I think he looks way better 
and uh, I was collecting Thor for a while. I was collecting. John Romita Jr. was drawing it for a while. It was some good art. And yeah, I, I, I'll never forget. I had these uh, He Man He Man playing cards. I think they were just playing cards. But the art on them and the fact that it was He-Man was so cool and uh, so well done that I just, well, first of all, I love playing cards when I was a kid. I, I used to collect tons of uh, all sorts of playing cards. Uh, that and uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland, those books. I don't know. I just got, you get into an obsession kind of phase when you're a kid uh, as far as collecting things especially when you're a kid of the 80s. And I definitely did. Garbage Pail Kids. But, yeah, I had a few He-Man figures. A friend of mine had a lot more. A lot more. I think he had Cringer and everything. You know, I don't remember some of the stories of the episodes, but I want to go back and start rewatching old He-Man now because this has kind of got me interested to go watch the original ones, and uh, I was a big fan of Orko. And I should say, when I was in New Jersey working, um, I went into uh, Jane's and Silent Bob's secret stash, and they had Orko on the shelf. And I'm like, that's so cool. I'd like to get like an Orko, giant Orko toy, but where the hell was I going to put it? I had no room. Where I was staying. I still got no room now. So it was great. It was great stuff. Being a being a kid in that era. And everyone, you know, everyone's saying stories about, you know, you didn't have that much to watch. And there's V uh, uh I was gonna say VHS. Yeah, of course it's VHS, but there's a, a UHF. And uh you had all those little mini channels on that one that barely came came in on the dial and yeah there's this was before before the big uh, merger before the tv merger and it just got bigger and bigger they were there were the, the smaller local shows uh public access it was a lot there a lot more we got some you know, channels from Canada, CBC, once in a while. And, uh, yeah, so you were limited on what you could watch. And what are you going to do? You know, you're a kid, you can't go anywhere or go outside for a bit. But, um, so you want to do something, you want to watch something on TV. And there's cartoons and He-Man is on. And eventually G.I. Joe and all that good stuff. And... Though it, He-Man is a fun world because it's fantasy world, which I liked. But they combined sci-fi with that world. So there were, there were some guns. You had men-at-arms. Excuse me. And you wouldn't think combining those genres would necessarily work, but they made it work. And the design of all the figures, it's just, it was well done is the, the power of the ideas and the, a lot of it was their design, how they looked. And those stand out a lot more than the storylines. 
Um, of course, Skeletor, Skeletor, Skeletor <laughs> being so uh, ridiculous, but still menacing and it's cool. It's cool. I'll, I'm going to have to go back, rewatch some episodes. And I'm sure that didn't hurt my love of fantasy and Dungeons and Dragons and all that kind of stuff later. Been playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Been playing, uh, been DMing, and it's been going consistently pretty well. I've had to put some work in there and, uh, and prepping, but I'm still learning as a DM, still getting better. We're in the part two phase of the uh, campaign, and it's it's picking up. You can never read the player's handbook and the dungeon master guide. Dungeon master guide any and that, for any edition, you can never read it enough because there's always some tidbit that you forget about, or it's good to learn and remember. So they are worth their weight in gold, whether you're playing uh, first, second, third, fourth, or fifth edition. And, uh, yeah, bought some more resource books for that. Terrain Randomizer. I'm looking forward to reading more of that. As far as what else? As far as what else? Um, movies. Movies. We got uh, The Green Knight is out. We got The jung uh, Jungle Cruise. We got Black Widow's been out. Um, I've been kind of holding off on seeing that one from everything I've been hearing. I'll probably go see it though. Um, it, this this week has just been kind of a little rough. I've had some time off, which is good and bad. Bad because I I didn't get paid for a, a week, and this week I'm I'm getting uh you know uh, some compensation, which is good. But I won't get paid till next week, so I'm kind of I'm holding off on seeing the movies. I'm gonna be doing something. And this, this ties into my, my comics. Uh, Rage 4, my comic Rage 4, should be coming out, I would say, in August. I'm going to send the files, and this should be the final print for my for my new comic. And I'm going to post a... I'll probably post a link on here. Uh, you can go to IndiePlanet.com uh, to check it out. Check it out. And I have Rage 1, 2, and 3. You can buy any of them for a dollar digitally or 99 cents. If you get the book, if you order the book, it's, I think they're about 250. I couldn't get any, get it. I, I'd get them a bit lower if I could, 75 cents each, but you know, the lowest they go is 250. So they're black and white. <clears throat> if you go on there and you want to help, help out this channel and just order a comic. Whether that's 99 cents, it's just a one-time deal. If you want to get one book, it's cool. If you want to get three books, it's cool as well. And let me know. If you do read them, let me know what you think about them, good or bad, in between. Um, and that'll help. <laughs> it'll help me move this forward. It's not a Patreon. It's just kind of like a one-time deal. And... That helps kind of me move forward with this podcast so I can take it a little bit more and, uh, and you know, invest it, invest it into this, this, this podcast and uh, my projects and talking, you know, actually having money to go see a movie to review it would be cool or buying a comic 
to review a comic. Touched on another thing, reviewing comics. That's one thing I, I should get I should get uh, I should get get going on. So I'm gonna jot that down. It's a great idea. I've talked about that before. I'm gonna get my, some of my old comics out. Review comics. And I just thought of another one. Review Dungeons and Dragons modules campaign settings. Which is kind of like another podcast, so D and D modules and campaigns, supplements, and stuff like that. Since I got decent and little amount of it, and so I want to do that. I don't have. Let's see, I'm missing four hundred one. My missing four hundred one one is well. My latest one is uh, you know uh, being read by someone else and. Yeah, I'm going to start reading the chapters from those. Read the chapters. And yeah, I have my Kindle over there to read uh, Icebreakers. And... Eric, good to see you listening there. Thanks for listening. Let's see here. Now I'm going to open up the Kindle and I'll talk about an icebreaker that you would converse with a stranger. I have the book of questions to ask people to, I don't know, get to know a stranger or two. It's probably healthy for us once in a while. And actually, so Rage 4, we got, new, um, oh, with Rage 4, I've been doing, making new pages for the comic for the first one. Uh, one of the criticisms I got from my first comic was that it's, it didn't really add, it, it, we were just, people felt thrown in. They didn't know what the backstory was with the main character, why we should root for him. Fair enough. So I made some new pages for it. Uh, it has to do with his ship crash landing to Earth. And... I also have, I did a little YouTube video on this, um, new markers. These new markers, I went to the local bargain store. I won't say which one because I'm not being sponsored by them, but illustrative markers, illustrating markers, kind of like I usually get Faber-Castell markers which are great for inking but sometimes you know they're like they could be around seven bucks unless you have the michael's coupon where you can get get them for about half off which is good but i got 14 artist pens um from a point one all the way to like the black brush for four dollars and i 14 for four dollars that's incredible so that's going to help my my inking process quite a bit. I always say it's good if you can do if you can ink with uh, India ink and a quill, but if you want to go faster, and as an indie comic guy, you want to go faster to get comics out 
at a semi-regular basis, um, you want to have illustrative markers. Um, yeah, so Rage Force coming out. I'll put, I'll put the link uh, in, in the description eventually. Um, in August, they should probably. I'm hoping they put it up then. And it'll be it'll be cool. And I'll I'll cut little commercials for it, and that'll also motivate me to start working on the next Rage comic, which is definitely long overdue already. So that covers comics. I want to review some more. Comicsology has a lot of good sales over there. Green Knight's coming out. I want to see that. I want to see Jungle Cruise. I want to see Black Widow. So I don't really have any movies to review for you right now. But I will go into an icebreaker. Here we go. Well, what to ask a stranger. The, the book's called The Complete Book of Questions. And I'll go over a question here. Let's see. Let's see, because I want to answer these questions. So if anyone asks, if I ask a question, I should have an answer to respond back what to say. Um, here's a good one. This is number eight. I'm not I'm not doing these in uh, order because I cannot remember which ones I talked about before. Number eight, what's something that people do in traffic that really bother you? So you go up to somebody. You go, hi, how you doing? Let me ask you a question. What's something that people do in traffic that really bothers you? And I would recommend if you say this, say it with a bit of a, a smile. Remember, smiling, smiling. That's something you always got to keep in mind. It's easy to say everything with a straight face. Smile. What's something that, what's something that people do in traffic that really bothers you? Yeah, saying it with that. Seeing something with that inflection is not bad. And, uh, well, so I'll answer this for myself. Something in traffic that bothers me. Right now, where I'm at in the state of Michigan, there is a hesitancy. There's a long pause that people do that I've noticed in this state as opposed to other driving and others that people stop when the light turns green and they wait for 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, sometimes five seconds before they go. And it's not just once in a while. It's about, I'd say it's 90% of the time there's a long pause before they go. It's like they're all zombies. <laughs> it's all zombies. Like I can stand, I can understand. Okay, a couple seconds, one thousand, two thousand. Okay, we'll go, but it's long. It's a long pause, and most everybody's doing it. Um, if it's me that you know, I, I've done that once in a great while. I, you know, someone will honk at me because I'll look down or look at something because it's boring to look at the red light and, you know. But then, but it doesn't happen. It's very rare. If I see that green light, I'm going. And the other states I've been in, uh, California and New York State, they go. I mean, they give you two seconds, and they're honking at you if you if you're not going. And <laughs> what's really bad is like when you go into downtown Los Angeles for whatever reason, 
you know, all the, the uh, expressways are all weird. It's just very packed and people get really impatient in the downtown area. Like they're honking almost immediately. Now that's the other extreme. I think people can get really carried away if you just wait a second. They're honking at you. It's like it's it's weird. And uh, I can only imagine driving in New York City. It's probably like that too. But because the people are just uh, coming at you, sprinting, you know, to get to the next uh, subway or the next location. But yeah, that's that's what drives me nuts right now with with the driving. It's just watching people wait and then going. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's a slow because it's a slower pace of life here. Hey, that's fine. It's all good. But it's too long to wait, guys. It's everyone's on like a matrix. And if there's any questions about it, do we live in a matrix? I think it's pretty well answered. We do because look at look at you know, how we all have to get along on a certain kind of uh, net, almost like a, a mental net of like, okay, you go and I'll go. Uh, everyone's going at the same speed and everyone stops and goes and everyone's paying attention, you know, you know, doing the, doing the driving thing, paying attention to the driving laws. But there's something else going on. And it's kind of one of those things where you'll be walking right in the parking lot or something and the other person be walking towards you and you're waiting for the other person to turn away but they don't they keep walking towards you so you start turning the other way and then they turn the other way and then you go the they go the other way it's like we're on a grid we're on this invisible psychological matrix of behavior uh, physical behavior, Mirror, mirroring. It could be a, a gravity between each one of us. I think there, there's some some gravity thing going on. That's my hypothesis. I could be proven wrong about that, but it seems to be that to me that seems like, like some kind of weird gravity where we're we could be like on a long, wide stretch of road, but we'll we'll come closer to each other. There's that inertia instead of going way around each other. It just it most of the time people are just running into each other, whether that's in person or any other means. But so that's number eight. What's something, you know, to break the ice from the complete book of questions, what's something that people do in traffic that really bothers you? Now this is a this is something that you know you gotta be you gotta be um mindful of uh, going into the negative zone so say you're talking to some girl that you like and you say well what's something in traffic that bothers you do you want her to talk about something that's going to tick her off do you want her get her to get her in that area where she now she's angry or, or any person in general so you want to keep it light kind of brief and uh, try to make it humorous to keep things light so they don't get serious and angry and all that stuff. So there we go. There's a question. Um, uh, that you can, you can say it. There's so much like when we meet people, what do you say? Your mind can go to a blank 
so easily. It like, defaults to blankness. The, this is an arsenal, whether you're talking to, you know, just practicing being social. Um, here's one, here's another one, for example. What animal are you the most like and why? Now, that's a pretty out there question if you go up and ask somebody that. So there has to be some dead time. Maybe you're at the bar and you're, you know, and no one's talking. No one, you know, the other person's watching TV. Can I ask you a question? What is that? What animal are you most like and why? <laughs> so that's, that's a, I'm going for broke. I'm bored as hell question. Okay. So you might get some, you know, you might get some hesitancy, like, why are you asking me that? You know, I'm just curious, just curious. I'm bored. So that's always a good backup. I'm bored. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and have a response ready. Because nothing's worse when you ask a question and you don't have a response to your own question. So it's like. You know, you can make a brief or you can make a long. So there you go. There's another question out of the book. Hope you enjoyed that. Closing into a half hour, which is normal here at the, uh, the Ham Palace. So, yeah. We're more than halfway through the year. Have you gotten any goals done that you wanted to get done? I've made some progress. I've made some progress and I've stayed in quite a bit this summer. I haven't really gone unfortunately gone too far out of the state i've gone up north i've gone i've kept it pretty local i've kept it but i have a lot to get done i have a novella i'm you know i am working on the uh called dark carpentry and i've been going through the changes uh, for my writers group and there's a lot and there's still some more to go and i can only focus for so long on editing from notes but i am making some great progress i'm i'm you know coming up on the last couple chapters and so the the corrections hopefully will be minimal they're not that long of chapters for those of you that don't know what dark carpentry is the pitch so far is this uh our main protagonist chris he uh finds himself on a summer job after a uh, intense heartbreak um, from a girl that he liked, he finds himself in a summer job with a crew of carpenters. And for the, f for the first time, he's never w worked a job, uh, you know, as kind of building homes, two story colonials. And soon he finds himself, uh, involved with a sinister force in the basement. Uh, and, uh, a supernatural sinister force. And I'll just leave it at that. He must contend with that. And, and uh, find a way to defeat this this force along with his uh, co-workers, which he is having a hard time uh, jiving with or getting along with, uh, especially his rough-and-tumble construction boss, uh, Will. So that's not so short of premise, but that's the gist of it without giving too much away. And I hope to have that the corrections done this year i think i'm making good progress to have them done this year and then which i'll have to go over the whole thing again just to make sure everything is not so much formatted because i i could i could self-format it you know i think i'm gonna self-publish it but 
just to make sure everything makes sense. And uh, then I'll put it out. And uh, I'll advertise it. I'll do a little commercial for it. If I go to a convention and I print out some copies, I'll have them there along with uh, my latest comic, Rage 4, I'm sure, and previous comics. And, yeah, so I'm making some progress there. That's been the big one along with, uh, uh, you know, doing the, some changes with, with the comic and the, the previous uh, issues. Um, I recommend you don't necessarily buy the first issue of Rage because the cover, I have to make, <laughs> I have to make the, a change on the cover. I mean, you could go and you could buy, but I recommend you just buy the 99 cent uh, issue, The Adventures of Rage, because the cover, I'm going to tell you, the cover is the wrong one and it says free on it. It's not free. It's uh, at least 99 cents to digitally download it. And it's it's an old comic. I, I did it a long time ago when it, it's actually actually my first uh, published comic book. So the art isn't uh, as top notch uh, as I want it to be, but it's part of uh, my character's story. And yeah, I got to keep going. I got to keep going with it. So I'm going to call this a podcast. I wanted to get one more out for you guys before the uh, month ended here. Keep it brief, keep it short, keep it to the point. Anything else comes along my mind, I'll let you know. But uh, everybody keep punching, as Sylvester Stallone says. Uh, but don't don't take the Sylvester Stallone challenge. You pull your back out. Don't do that with 45-pound plates. Uh, thanks for listening, uh, Eric. Uh, in the studio there and uh, PBG appreciate it. Keep listening. This is, this is uh Oh, Oh, we got the captain. Thanks captain for uh, listening. And um, I think this is going to be a, this going to be a podcast everyone. Uh, and I'll probably put out another one soon because we got August. It'll be the first week of August. And I want to put out three episodes at least a month and I'm, I'll push, I'll push it for four. I'll push it for four. Um, uh, yeah, so everyone have long days and pleasant nights. Bye-bye. Enjoy the rest of the summer.